0: Hi, welcome to our podcast series, uh, If You Don't Mind Me Asking, uh, where we ask our guests uh, as many questions as we can in 20 minutes to find out about the lived experience of disabled people. Uh, my name's Dan and I'm joined by Lucy. Uh, we both work for the Business Disability Forum.
1: And uh, today we're absolutely delighted to be joined by Michael Vermeer from Microsoft. And we're in for a treat. Um, and so without further ado, I'm going to fire away with some questions for you, Michael. So can you just get us started a little bit, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you come from, what you do, anything else you can think of as a nice little intro for us.
2: Fabulous, thank you. Uh, Thank you for having me. Uh, So my name is Michael Vermeesh, I work for Microsoft, I am an Accessibility Product Marketing Manager. Um, Maybe maybe a little bit about the role, Uh, three things. Uh, We focus on how to make sure that our our services and our products are accessible. And that's one of my focus areas. The other one is skills and awareness because uh, that's still very much lacking both within the disabled community, but also the ecosystem around it. Uh, So there's still a lot of work to be done there. Uh, thirdly, culture in the workplace, because if we don't get that right, it's just not going to happen. So these are my three focus ro- points in that role. Uh, about myself a little bit more, um, I'm originally from Belgium, English is my third language. I came to Britain a very long time ago, uh, previous century actually, um, shows you I was very young. Uh, <laughs> no, that's not true. <laughs> Uh, I still feel young though anyway, anyway, um so my other background is I've always worked into creating better solutions for other people because I kind of felt that, and I've seen that ultimately this is because of my disability. I always felt like there's something just not quite right in the world, and we need to create better solutions on this, so that has been my focus prior to this role throughout all my different roles in different organizations, including Microsoft.
0: That's interesting. Can you tell us about, um, is that, that that's all that come from how disability has impacted your life? Why you've Mm. chosen to go down this, this road.
2: Um, so, you know, this, this is an interesting one where you you kind of get born (laughs) and you, you figure out life as it is. Um, and there is nothing actually telling you why life is as it is. And, um, now, why am I saying it like this? Obviously, I've got an invisible disability. I've got a number of uh, actually invisible disabilities, but the one that in one ways has tremendously helped me through my life, but on the other hand has created, um, has, uh, has made me face barriers in life, is a cognitive disability, uh, as I would call it, is 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 being autistic. Um, and, you know, I kind of felt that I just didn't quite understand what people wanted on or I got strange reactions. um, And I didn't necessarily link that to uh, to autism or or a disability. I mean, I've only been diagnosed about five, six years ago. Um, Now, what I. After the diagnosis, what I've seen is like, oh, now I know why, for example, this happened. Uh, To to give you a very quick example, um, as a young boy, um, I loved reading and learning and all that kind of stuff. And I felt that that was required to understand better what it was that the human race wanted me to do. And I'm really saying it like this. I kind of felt like I was an outsider. And... um, and there's a lot of material to go through. Um, I mean, I, I started reading at the age of six in, in uh, encyclopedias and stuff like that, just to learn more on, on what to do. Uh, and then I quickly saw that I wasn't going to make it. It's just so much to read and learn. So the first thing I needed to do was find the answer to eternal life. Uh, And I didn't know how to find that, but I saw these things like bacteria and viruses and things that ultimately kill us. Uh, So I said, well, okay, I need to sort that. So at the age of 10, I wrote to a professor and say, uh, but written an article about genetics and virology. I said, right, how do I do this Um, at the age of 10? Uh, This professor wrote me back saying, well, this is the career path that you could envisage. Which I then totally gave my career path towards this from the age of 10, learning mm-hmm. Latin um, because lots of words are actually from that origin, all of those kind of things. Uh, ultimately, I got into research, uh, immunology, virology, uh, all of that kind of stuff. Um, and that was reasonably good. Uh, and very passionate. I mean, I could see with my peers that they weren't necessarily that passionate about it. I mean, after all, in during breakfast times, you won't necessarily bring up all the kind of data. They would typically ask you, how was your weekend? Uh, whereas totally wasn't interested in how people's weekends was. I was more interested in, hey, did you know? Now, if you do this immunoglobulin and do it like this and this and this, you'll be able to create another uh, <laughs> cure for this. Um, now, That had odd reactions in laboratories and ultimately also having dyspraxia. I was a little bit clumsy, had lots of accidents. There's there's a humongous amount of small tubes you need to fix to do certain tests. Uh, With being dyspraxic, I had the occasional accident in the laboratory. Ultimately, what it came to is that they said, look, it looks like you're really good in this but we think it is because you study everything by heart and therefore you're not suited for research because you're really clumsy you don't know what you're doing all of that kind of stuff and I'm like I'm sorry uh, I don't know what's going on here totally didn't get it. I'm, I'm summarizing here to- but totally didn't get it, uh, what they were actually saying but actually I wasn't learning everything by heart. I was just absorbing the knowledge because I was so passionate at, in it. And actually absorbing knowledge isn't totally not an issue for me. And the mere fact that I talk about it continuously, um, that's part of me. Rather, I rather talk about this than football, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but that, uh, yes, that's makes me stand out as a, uh, I don't know, weird person, geek, whatever. um, But that's also one of my strengths. And I've learned that throughout the the years now. Um, But I can now see, okay, this is what happened here. A social mismatch. This is why I got pushed out and things like that. And that's how I then went into IT because I felt like, oh, it's very similar. It's just cleaner, no accident with computers. Uh, Well, at least they don't have little cables to fix. Um, It's all about coding, which is the same thing. And I very rapidly got into that.
0: Sorry, that was a a big story. (laughs) That's great. So it sounds like you sort of felt more accepted, um, sort of like moving on into into the world of IT.
2: Originally, there was, I'll be blunt, originally there was less people interaction. Um, Originally, because I could just focus on the code. We had a clean machine which behaved as described. If things didn't work, you know it you just reboot it, you get a clean, fresh memory, you just start over again. And you know what you're creating because it's your code, there's nothing else in it. Um, So in that sense, yes. But ultimately in trying to then cross the bridge and make technology work better for people, Mm -hmm. um, yes. But that was also my initial passion to find a place in this world and make sense and find purpose. Uh, and be proud of making better solutions having said that i still came across those politics uh, playing games all of that kind of stuff which i totally just didn't get and that in itself brought me challenges with regards to career progression now i know all this that yeah okay i see what's happening here um but and I use now more my strengths and my self-confidence and self-advocation to say how I think things need for me to thrive, but also to produce better results for everybody.
1: Yeah. And I think actually by clearly communicating with each other without all the faff around it, it's easy for everyone. I always enjoy communicating with with you, Michael, because it's just straightforward because it is it does what it says on the tin doesn't it and actually we need to do a bit more of that and I was going to come on to actually we were talking about common misconceptions mm. around how people deal with us or deal with you and I know you had a really good one about a DNI conference you were at and uh, you explained to them that you had a cognitive disability um, and, and their reaction was really interesting wasn't it in terms of what they gave you back.
2: So with the diagnosis came a couple of Tips and self-advocacy opened my world in the sense that I could actually tell people. And, and also the reason why, in the sense that people are not mind readers, uh, so they don't know when you have a disability and what you necessarily need, and that's fine, and they definitely don't know when you have a, an invisible disability. So at one point, uh, there was this, I was going to speak at this diversity and inclusion conference about disability, And um, things were going a bit fast and not quite as I needed. It wasn't quite clear-cut and prepared. And I like to do that. And I know it's better because it gives better results for everybody. And at one point, I just thought, okay, I need to convey that. I need a bit more information and a bit more clarity. So I said, look, I've got a cognitive disability. You know, I'm trying to understand what's going on here and what we need to do. Could you provide a little bit more clarity and can we work on that? Just, to, you know, not really going straight and say, I need this. <laughs> uh, you know, that's, I've learned this is how people interact, all that. You say, it. I just need this. Can we have a little discussion about this? All that faff, right? This is my hotel yeah. stuff. And, and the person came back and said, sure. And he started writing all his emails in capital letters. <laughs> at which point I'm like, okay. I'm just not going to win here. Uh, But you just see those misconceptions sometimes, and and this is not the only one. Uh, I mean, I also got a card with me that I can just, from the National Autistic Society, which can help people understand a bit better. I was at, uh, not frequently, uh, this happens frequently, but not so long ago, just before the pandemic, traveling, airports, was with another person with me, We're going to go to the business lounge gave the person uh i'm checking in with my card from the national autistic society which explains about communication and all of that kind of stuff and the person looked at the badge read it and then kind of nodded and then turned to the person next to me starting to explain everything and telling me where the lounge that person where the lounge is and all that kind of stuff i was totally out of the picture like i was totally not capable of understanding directions and where the lounges and
0: all that kind of stuff. <laughs> mm.
1: Just despair. I could see that one coming though, unfortunately, Michael, but yeah.
0: Yeah, so still some work to do. It's interesting what you say in terms of um, that sort of behaviour and having to work out politics. It sounds like you've been having to work out code, not just within your role, but just really all your life working out those the code around how everyone how inter- interacts and... All of that politics that we deal yeah, with
2: you're with. right i mean and and this is i mean this is stuff right um i know i got humongous to give i know i've given humongous. i know i got strengths but just a, another example at the age of 46 i like to be very pleasant during traffic right so when i see a pedestrian i like the pedestrian to go over across And often that wouldn't happen. And one day I said to my wife, why does this not happen? Trying to be friendly here. And she said, you might try smiling while you do your hand movements. I said, what what do you mean? I am smiling. Um, No, 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 that's a grimace, Michael. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So that connection between what I want, what I mean, what I desire helping doesn't necessarily get translated in facial expression. I, I'd be a good poker player, apparently. Um, now, I now have to physically go, Michael, in my brain, smile, <laughs> wave person through. Um, now, you know, having to explain that, having to continuously to do that, covering, masking, all of that kind of stuff takes effort. Uh, and where I can be my true best self where people don't judge me because okay, he said this, it didn't make a point, but he wasn't smiling. Um, Now I, you know, I am am definitely bridging those gaps and I'm more self-aware, but on the other hand, working in an environment where people know that, you know, that's just how Michael is. There's nothing, you know, he doesn't have any double meanings. Um, I can be my best self and not having to worry, not having to mask, not having to cover uh, and not having to worry what will they think of me because I said something without smiling. But it was a great point.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and it's something that ties into that. Is it some piece of advice you've had from someone else that's really sort of hit the mark with you, uh, had a big impact that might help others around this?
2: On that sense, uh, I mean, that self-advocacy made a huge difference, but... um, in trying to learn and trying to you, you you're you're like an alien in an alien world if that makes sense a stranger mm-hmm. in a strange land. um so what i also learned is you know we all got strengths we all got weaknesses and don't focus on the weaknesses was definitely something for me focus on the strengths and see how the strengths can help you through through life and and you know what I think that's a great lesson, also for employers and anybody else. Look at what people can do, rather what they can't do. Mm. And on that sense, you know, and even sometimes with teamwork, uh, we we got people have blueprints. This is the ideal seller, and like, oh, so you want a team of clones where everybody is the self? No, you don't want this. Because guess what? The market in itself is diverse. Humanity is diverse. So you want a diverse diversity amongst your sellers. I mean, some who do this, some who do that. And together they shape a great team to actually address that diverse market. And I think that is exactly looking at strengths uh, and then using those strengths to the best of the team's abilities or the person's abilities as well. And I think that that is something that has helped myself or myself. Um, but I think it's great advice for anybody
0: else. Mm. And that already sounds a little bit like a, a, a call to action, Michael. But um, if if you could give a call to action to anyone, um, what what would it be, and, and and who would it be for? Oh wow!
2: Um, so in that sense, I think you know, just well, just this morning I had a, a three letter thingy which about pause, think, (laughs) that just came out through this morning for a different reason, pause, think, and then act. And I think if you just take that little mantra and say, okay, maybe there's something, maybe there's something going on here. Just pause before the standard, the default reaction, and then say, okay, so how can we make this a better result together? And then, you know, work towards people's strengths, that would already be a great call to action. But uh, I mean, apparently one of the examples that really people like is that, you know, at the end of the day, humanity is a bit like this beach. And in this beach are lots of things. There's sand. Um, But there are sorts of things washed up and all of that kind of stuff. And, but ultimately, if you think about it, how Diamonds and gems get created. That's exactly the same style of material. But when people really become gems, it's not by being a gem, it's about using the right light, the right torch, and shining it on people and finding the goodness and the strengths in people so they can be bright, uh, they can sparkle. And I think that is the call to action here, is really looking to everybody, right, how can we get the best out of you? What do you bring to the table? And I think everybody can bring things to the table, be it just their lived experience, be their different perspective, hey, this doesn't work for me. And I've seen that when I, for example, ask for, can I have an agenda? Actually, Mm -hmm. many people would love an agenda, uh, and that makes for better meetings. Now, that takes away, for me, anxiety, complexity, all of that kind of stuff. But just imagine how a better world we would have if we all had an agenda on what's going on right now. Um, so I think it's just look at those perspectives that people with disabilities, disabled people bring and um, harness that different perspective. And that will create a better world for us all.
1: Yeah. There were so many other things I wanted to ask you, Michael, and I, part of me wants to overrun, but I'm going to get told off if I do that, so we'd better not. Um, thank you for that. I think you're right. If we just focus on the strengths of all our colleagues, whether they have disabilities or whether they don't have disabilities, surely that just makes I was going to say, makes the world a better place, but it kind of does, doesn't it? It's a big statement,
2: but it's true. Um, and if you, so you want to be sustainable, you know, <laughs> that's the way, again the way to go.
1: Exactly. Can you tell us about where we can find you online, Michael? I know you're an avid user of, um, particularly on LinkedIn. I know you're really, really busy on that, aren't you? Uh, people can just look you up. It's an unusual surname, so that helps, doesn't it?
2: Yes. Uh, so, um, so on Twitter, it's at my one. My one. Um, it's actually a kind of a, an abbreviation of an acronym. Uh, let's not go there. At <laughs> Mike Inya. Whiskey Oscar November. Uh and on LinkedIn where I'm very busy as well. Uh it's LinkedIn slash com slash and then I think it's Michael underscore Vermesh. we can put it in
1: the we'll put a link in as well. So connect up to you.
2: Um so otherwise I can do it in phonetic alphabet, but it'll take us a while. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's wonderful. Uh, It's uh, fascinating as ever uh, to be able to chat to you, Michael. To be honest, I think we got about four questions in, which is more than I expected at the beginning. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Were you happy with the answers?
1: Perfect. Thank you ever so much for joining us today, Michael. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you for listening. You can find future episodes on major streaming platforms search business disability forum or at businessdisabilityforum.org.uk and search podcasts you can also watch the series on our youtube channel search for business disability forum please do share and leave us a rating business disability forum is the leading business membership organization in disability inclusion we work in partnership with business government and disabled people To remove barriers to inclusion, businessdisabilityforum.org.uk.